Hey folks, welcome back to the Manana Nomas podcast. Uh, today I am absolutely thrilled. I just met this guy this week. His name is Edward Babayan, and he just blew me away on our first introductory discovery call. And I said, you know what? You need to be on the podcast. We need to talk to you. Uh, folks, as you know, I do a lot with WordPress, content, uh, e-learning, membership sites, all of those kinds of things. But there's one thing that's usually missing when I talk to these clients, and it's content, but not just content, not just stuff you type in and get an answer from off of like answer the public or some other AI tool. We're talking from a qualified copywriter. And Edward is all about that. In fact, he helps other copywriters find success in that space as freelancers. So with that, let's welcome Edward Babayan to the call. And uh, with that, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm excited to be here as well. And it's interesting how things happen in the uh, ether and you kind of connect and, uh, you know, linking up on LinkedIn. I guess that's what, you know, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, tell me, tell you about, about myself. All right. So I've been a copywriter for, um, since my, my beard was actually completely black, uh, you know, going on. Yeah. We had the same barber, by the way. So looking good, dude. Um, I've been doing it for almost 18 years now as a copywriter. So I started back, um, after I finished portfolio school back in 05. So I'm in, I guess, approaching year 18, which is pretty crazy, but in the industry kind of done, I've done it all, you know, worked at small, you know, small agencies, medium agencies, um, all, you know, some of the global agencies like Deutsch and some of the, you know, some big agencies and stuff. I've done a ton of, a ton of automotive work um, and not, not trying to be pigeon, pigeonholed as an automotive dude. That's just because I'm, I'm a car guy and I love cars, but um, recently worked on an agency where we worked on eBay motors and just kind of done a lot of stuff over the years and worked on everything, like I said, small and big from, you know, banner ads that you probably never, uh, never clicked on, uh, or, you know, awards to the Super Bowl commercial I wrote a couple of years ago for Hyundai. Uh, and kind of everything in between. Uh, for the past seven years, also, I've been teaching at the uh, at the bookshop, which is a, a portfolio school based out of LA. Um, absolutely love doing that, and that's kind of where I found my passion for even coaching and whatnot, because that's teaching. Coaching is teaching, you know. And I just I absolutely love to you know be able to drop some knowledge on on the folks. And portfolio school is fantastic for people trying to get a portfolio together. So they can get in the ad agency side of the world, which is awesome. What I'm doing, though, specifically now is I'm helping copywriters go the freelance route if they so choose to do so and how to actually find clients. Because the number one problem they all have, which is the same one I had when I went freelancing initially years ago, about 12, 13 years ago, was, okay, cool. How do you find people? And, you know, so it's it's a very organic approach on how to contact people and how to literally what to say and how to say it to um, to gain traction and, and get those clients. And then after that point, it's kind of up to them to kick ass and, you know, and deliver and have them keep coming back. So, um, yeah, I started a coaching business uh, several months ago and um, so far so good, you know, and just I love it. I just want to, you know, it sounds contrived, but it's not. I just want to give back. I want to help people. And um, yeah, this is a crazy industry we're in. It's a lot of fun, but it's, a, it's kind of wacky. So if I can help, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing, it, man. It Far seems along. tumultuous as an industry. I mean, what mm -hmm. little I know about actual copywriting, because I think about my experience with Suzuki, my experience with Ducati, my experience with you know, different brands, Triumph, BRP, Ford, Audi, Porsche. Apparently I'm a car guy too, right? And um, I can remember those marketing departments just kind of like someone's in, someone's out, someone's in, someone's out. They would use contracts and a contract would be in for a while. And it's like someone just decides, 
oh, we need to change our voice or we need to change our face. And they just fire somebody and bring in someone new. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's weird, man. It's, it seems it's, really. It's, it's a, it is a very rocky um, thing. And I think as long as you go into it, understanding that, and then knowing that, you know, one of the things I said, I, I wrote a, I wrote a Facebook or excuse me, a LinkedIn post a couple of weeks. And I think that's the one that you, you initially hit me up regarding, but the fact that job security is kind of an illusion in our industry. Um, I think I ruffled a few feathers when I said it, but sorry, it is the truth. That's just the way it is. And it's not necessarily anything that you as an employee are doing, by the way. You know what I mean? I have yeah. seen so many times over the years, I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen so many times over the years where things are rocking and rolling, going really well with the brand. And then all of a sudden they get a new chief marketing officer who comes in and just, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. They're like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, That's it. I don't like it and I'm changing. And you know what? Guess what? Uh, my golfing buddy and so-and-so is actually the uh, chief marketing officer or chief uh, fi uh, creative officer of this agency. So see ya. You know, yeah. and, all, and all of a sudden that agency is now losing a, you know, X million dollar retainer, 20 million, 30, whatever. Right. And, you know, lose, lose money, you know, lose a client, you lose money, you lose people. And it's, that's it. One day, you know, one of the first times I actually got laid off, I literally carried in trophies from an award show from the night before into my boss's office. And then I got let go. The <laughs> night. So I was like, okay. Um, so, you know, listen, everyone, everyone has, has a different experience in the industry. You know, some people have been doing it for, for decades and have never, felt that sting of getting let go. I have, you know, in 17 years, I've been hit five times, you know, so you get to a point where you're just like, okay, you know what, you got to start looking out for yourself. And while freelance could be tumultuous too, in its own way, you know, obviously everything's got its pros and cons. Yeah. You actually have more control over it though. You're going after your own clients. You can, you can pick and choose. You can actually say, Hey, you know what? I'm actually going on, I'm going on vacation this week instead of, Hey boss, can I have this day off? It's a huge difference, you know, so you actually will have that leverage and, you know, I've taken vacations and I'm not trying to, you know, chest thump or anything by that means, but I was on, I was on vacation with my family. I was in Paris. I had my laptop with me. Client needed uh, edits. I did it for, you know, for a half an hour in the hotel room and went back outside. You have that luxury of, of doing that. Um, and you can make a hell of a lot more money, honestly. Can't yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I, if, if you follow me online at all, you know, I'm all about, entrepreneurs and people finding their own voice their own space their own freedoms it's um i i did it i'm i'm in my 50s now man and i did the whole 80 hours a week and and 100 airplanes a year and trying to please somebody whoever that somebody is and at the end of it all there's no reward like it's people could say you're the best and you're awesome and you're great and this is awesome but that doesn't replace the time with your kids or your wife or you know, the estranged relationships that you've had, it, it's it just and if you haven't built it for yourself, then it's gone as soon as you walk out the door. 100%. And I'll tell you, like, I remember, for me, it wasn't like this overnight decision, you know, yeah. it, to do this. it was very much a um, the analogy I give is the water dripping from a faucet into a cup, just drip by drip by drip by drip you know, eventually the water is going to flow over and it's not that one drop that causes it. It was the thousands before it. Right. But give you an idea when I was at a big agency back in, oh, you know, oh, I almost said, oh, 15, geez, uh, back in 2015. And every single night I would hear my boss because he, he was like, you know, maybe 10 feet away in his office. 
uh, video, uh, video chatting um, with his wife, helping put his son to bed. And I yeah. was like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, you should be home doing that. You know what I mean? Like, what yep. and I'm, I don't judge it. That's, that's what he want to do. That's fine. But I'm like, man, I don't want to, you know, I kept thinking ahead to myself. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I would see people who are in their in their sixties in the industry still still grinding along. God bless them. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I don't want I don't want to keep doing this. And then um, my dad, who was my best friend, he passed away back you know about four years ago, and that kind of really opened my eyes to things. I was like, man, because I missed out on some time with him towards the end, even because I had work to do. And then I was like, like a light bulb went off. You know what I'm saying? And then um most recently a very good friend of mine was diagnosed with a terminal disease and he's he's my age and they have not given him very much time and that like massively opened my eyes i'm like dude literally no one's guaranteed tomorrow so if that's the case you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm going for i'm going for the jugular i'm going to do my own thing and pedal to the metal and i'm, I'm going to help as many people as i can as you know and you know help them gain that skill in the same way i've taught students at the portfolio school how to learn how to be a copywriter, you know what I mean? And be able to, you know, um, you know, have a, have a career doing so. Now I'm helping people who have already done that for a little while, who have reached out to so many, the cool thing is so many have reached out to me and like, dude, you know, the agency life is not what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, how do you freelance? I'm like, Let's talk dude. let's see if I can, if I can help you. And other people have hit me up like, dude, I fucking love this. Uh, or sorry, I don't know if I'm to cuss. All right. Freaking love this. This is awesome. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Godspeed, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I think the most important thing is understanding both sides of the coin before going into it. You yeah, know I mean? the, but, the give and the take. So exactly. I'm, I'm going to do something a little bit different than what I've done on some podcasts. I was really intrigued because we had just met and I was like, this guy's going to be on my show. I better see what kind of cat I'm really talking to. Mm -hmm. And what I really enjoyed was I went to LinkedIn and I looked at your recommendations. Uh, Eddie, I, consistency to me is a big thing. Uh, you know, I teach relationships over transactions and, and communication and leadership. And these are cores like in a book that I wrote. And so I look yep. at this and I go, okay, 2012, it says, when you first meet Eddie, you'll quickly discover he's one of the nicest, most positive and considerate guys you'll ever meet. Then with a project in hand, you'll discover he's one of the sharpest, most articulate and collaborative young writers you'll ever work with. Dude, it goes on and on and on. All of these recommendations all the way up through 2022 here, you know, looking for one of the best creative writers and strategic partners in the old game we call advertising, look no further, Eddie's the person for the job. And when I look at those recommendations and I think about who I'm talking to and what the subject matter is, I wanna hit you with this question because and I'm sure everyone's going to hit you with this question, but explain to the people listening and remember who my audience is, right? These might be other website owners, website developers, things like that, possible writers, people that write books. Sure. What, what is the advantage of having a real honest to goodness live copywriter represent you with the written word? <laughs> it's, what is the advantage? That's that's a great question. I will say this. The biggest advantage is in advertising and in copywriting, the number one thing with copywriting is obviously understanding your target audience, understanding the message, and being able to deliver that message in a, in a, I don't say conversational tone, but in a very communicative way. And the way we come up with the most um, prolific 
type of copy that's you know that's really going to hit home that the copy needs to evoke a message in evoking emotion out of the reader whether that emotion is a you know tony robbins run through a wall like gung-ho thing whether it's happiness whether it's sadness whether it's like oh my god i need to go help that homeless kid you know and, and donate money whatever the emotion is it needs to evoke an emotion machines can't do that only humans can do that and the only way to come up with Again, the, the most provocative type of copy is by tapping into universal be human behaviors and understanding human behavior. So if you have an understanding of human psychology and the way people think, you'll be able to relate to them. You know, yeah, dude, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter about the chat GPT stuff. And yeah, it, it's it, it has its place. I'm not I'm not completely dismissing it by any stretch. Yeah. But, you know, I've done stuff and other people in the industry have like done things and it's just like, yeah, hey, write me sales copy for this, uh, you know, beef jerky da -da 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 -da, and I write it off. And the first time I saw it, I damn near crap my pants. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> 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 and then but then the guy is the, the guy doing the tutorial. thing was like, watch this. And he did the same thing for a competitive brand and then wrote the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, good. So it's it's not so what's gonna end up happening from my perspective is there's gonna be a lot of the same stuff out there, which is not good for brands because the whole point is to have a unique differentiation. You know, you, the, that's why you know yeah. old school advertising, USP, the unique selling proposition. What is gonna differentiate you from somebody else? Well, what's gonna differentiate you is having someone like me or having someone like on that's on my roster, one of my, you know, one of my clients. Um you know, that's going to be able to sit through it, look through the information, re research, do their own research against the competition. Like, OK, this is how you stand out from the competition. Now let's figure out a way to say that to a human that's going to actually that's going to, you know, that they'll relate to. Instead In a of a way that makes sense. Yeah. Words on yeah. a page. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think I told you this when we were talking on the phone last week or this earlier this week. Um I, I experimented. I tried uh, Bertha AI and I tried a couple of other tools. I tried chat GPT and I'm not going to lie. Something that would have taken me 120 minutes, 120 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes uh, took about 10 minutes. Yeah. But I think I also told you that it generated like good base content, mm -hmm. but I still had to edit it, proof it, change a few words. And then I added in, a paragraph here, a paragraph there, personalized it and really played with it. And I think that's going to be a big difference considering these tools is going to be who are the people that'll take the extra steps and personalize something and make it original as, as opposed to something that's just popped out. Right. I think you, you nailed it by calling it a tool. That's exactly what it is it, in the sense of, you know, figure out a way to use it. And if it's going to help you and it's going to, if it's going to accelerate what you're doing, fantastic. Uh, for me, me personally, if I had to read what it wrote, analyze it, you know, proof it, kind of tweak it, add to it, remove it, tweak it, that's going to take me longer than writing it out and just writing it. Yeah. Pers yeah, personally, that's but that's for me. You know, um, you know, it, it might be something as simple as if you have it on if you have something written on a page that might help get you going, and that's you know that's cool too. So whatever I think whatever's going to work, you know, whatever's going to help people. That's, that's fantastic. I personally don't see, I mean, I don't see it replacing people. I can't, it's just, again, it's, you know, it's, I don't, 
I mean, how intuitive will AI get? I don't want to sound ignorant and say it won't get to the point of humans, <laughs> you know, at a certain point. And will it be in our lifetime? I don't know. Um, but, you know, you have to be able to understand human behavior and actually be able to think. Like when I teach my students and even my clients and stuff is, you know, you have to get into the mindset of a consumer. You yourself are a consumer. How do you think? How do you react? And how do you interact with a particular brand? Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I said, what the algorithms are doing is scouring the websites. You know what I mean? It's scouring the brand website and scouring certain things off the internet and just kind of compiling it, you know, in a way that's kind of, you know, that's written kind of decent, I guess, decent at best. I don't think it's written very well. So like if, if someone like you who is who is proficient in writing can get that and can help you and then you can write it and make it better, Godspeed. You know what I mean? But I personally don't like the fact that a lot of people are just going to be using it straight up. And I'm not just saying that because of what the position I'm in, but it's like, you know, you're just going to be putting out content for the sake of content. It's not going to be good. Um, I'm, you know, pretty, and, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's going to be, get better, but still go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just thinking if you put out content for the sake of content, you're not edifying your own brand at all. You're just damaging your brand. Right. It, it's like, um, it's like when they discover that these, you know, upcoming influencers on social media have so many likes but no comments or so many comments but no likes and then they realize well they just bought 10,000 or whatever you know mm -hmm. followers well it's it's people that have a discerning eye will see right through it and then be like why am I even bothering right and then it's done I mean if you are if you're in a content driven place like Manana Nomas is kind of content driven I have a lot of blog material and stuff like that and if people got the idea that that didn't come from somebody on my team, if they thought it was just being kicked out by AI, I don't think anybody would want to follow it. Absolutely not. Yeah, ex exactly. It's one of those things, to your point, if you're following somebody and you, and you find out that they were they were fake, you know, or you find out somebody was a fraud or this and that, you know, it's like your favorite athlete was juicy, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it kind of rubs you the wrong way a little bit, right? You're like, that's not... Um, you know, that's not a way a brand should be ran, obviously, especially if it's your own brand, to your point, you know, potentially damaging. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, another thing with, I'll say one of the most important things in, in, in advertising and copywriting is, is authenticity, especially from a brand's perspective, being authentic to yourself and to, and to your audience. And I'll say even more and more so these days, you know, we're, 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 you know, speaking to a lot of people, but the predominant people we're speaking to uh, upcoming is what Gen X, right? Or Gen Z, excuse me. The, um, Z, the yeah, the Zillennials. Is that what they call them? Gen Zers. I don't know. Um, what's up, Gen Z? If you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, but hey, you want to be a freelancer? I got a course. <laughs> Say you want to write now. <laughs> but no, the and the reason for that, and 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 I and I very much appreciate this about Gen Z is they can smell BS a mile away. They want authenticity. They want a brand that understands them and gets them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how the hell is a machine going to do that? By, oh, blah, 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 blah. This, this beef jerky is, you know, good for you. And it's like, no, they can see, you see a mile, mile away. It's like, you know, they want authenticity and they want like experiences and, you know, and all of that stuff. So it's like, how is a machine going to do that over or, you know, better than a human? I don't know the answer to that. As of right now, I say you can't. Um, so that's why it's it's very important. And plus, it's you always want you need the human writer because you need to actually bounce ideas off of them. You need to have discussions 
It's not just a matter of writing copy. It's a matter of like, hey, we have a problem to solve. That's all advertising is, is storytelling that solves problems. That's literally all it is, right? Yeah. And by solving a problem, it could be, you know, um, you know, Suzuki is trying to sell an, one of their new bikes. Cool. How do we how do we get people to buy that over a Kawasaki? That's that's the problem, right? You know what I mean? Um, a, a, a mom pop coffee shop, you know, is you know within spitting distance of a Starbucks. How do they you know keep their share? That's a problem yeah. and all that stuff, right? So it's just you know in order to do that, you have to figure out you know where you are, what do you what you offer, what the competition has. You need to be able to analyze all of those things and then have conversations with other people. That's why you have brainstorm sessions and like come up with ideas and just, you know, the best ideas come from just, you know, kicking around ideas and, you know, having a little bit of nonsense and, uh, you know, stupidity and some fun. And before you know, you're like, you know, it'd be funny if we did something like this. And then somebody's like, that'd be cool. Oh, what if it's like this? And they just like, you start tacking, you know, stacking onto it. And before you know it, you know, you guys have a campaign. She's yeah. so the best brainstorming sessions for me happen with a cold IPA. Hundred percent. There's a reason. You know, I remember back in one of my agency days, um, <laughs> I was at my desk and I took a picture of a of, of beer I was drinking, and my mom's cool as hell. And I sent her the picture, and I go, um, I go, I go check this out, mom. She's like. She called me. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, "This be careful. What if your boss finds that? I go, who do you think gave it to me? <laughs> who do you think gave it to me? Who yeah. wants a good idea? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. I pay so let me dive into one more question, I think, and, and, then, and then maybe we can start to wrap things up. But knowing that a person has to be involved, like, or let's, let's say knowing that we believe that a person has to be involved yeah. in the copywriting process, what what is your process like how do you get you know both feet in on somebody's brand or or you know 100 percent vested in the success of the client right like like how much access to them their company their product their internal culture do you need to get to get it right that's a really good question i i typically do my um my own research in the beginning Right. So, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously have a discussion with the um, with wh whoever the uh, the the who's who is of the of the agency or the company or whatever. Get an idea. Uh, particularly, I would love to talk, speak to the the founder, the owner, you know, uh, or, the, or the sorry, that's my dog in the background. If you can hear her. Sorry. Um, the background to get an understanding of like, you know, what is the background? What is the genesis of this? How did you start this product? You know, and when you by doing that, you start to hear a little bit of you know, their own passion and love for their own brand and where that came from. And like, there's, there's certain things that people say in a conversation that they wouldn't think about writing in their own content or their website or their about page. And I'm like, oh, that's in, you just, and it happens to me all the time when I'll be in class and teaching students and they're like, oh, well, I was doing my research. And then, well, actually something funny is X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, that's the idea. It's right there. You know, there's your hook. Exactly. So I'll, you know, I'll have those discussions and then I'll do, you know, obviously read their website, see what's on there. Um, I'll look up, you know, if it's, if it's an actual brand, if it's a product, I go on Amazon and I actually read reviews on it. I want to see what people are actually saying about it. Uh, not, not the, not necessarily the one star trolls or the five star, you know, um, their mom probably wrote it, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? but like somewhere, somewhere in between about the four, four and a half, the so threes and three and a half. So like, what are some of the nuggets of things that people are actually saying? 
And one, one of the reasons I love to do that is because it reminds me of one of the most successful campaigns in advertising history, which was the Got Milk campaign. And they, that campaign was devised because of something um, a lady said in a uh, focus group. And it, she said, um, without unbeknownst to her, that uh, how prolific it was and what it was going to turn to, she said, I don't, even th I don't think about milk until it's gone. You know what I mean? She's like, because you don't, it's yeah. a staple. You don't really think about it. It's like, yep. it, it's not until you're about to go pour your cereal, like, ah, dang it. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm almost out of it. So that's where the entire campaign came from. It wasn't from the presence of it, but rather the absence of the product. So, you know, you never know where something's going to come from. So listen to those things and, you know, it, what I've done, even when I would prep for interviews and whatnot, I would watch if there was a video of them on YouTube or things like that, I would watch those and just kind of try to get immersed in their own language and the way they talk about a brand and, the, you know, getting as much of that info as I can initially, um, let it marinate for a bit. And then, you know, you have the kickoff and then, you know, I just scribbled a bunch of, scribbled a bunch of stuff, but when I'm getting briefed, initial thoughts, initial notes, and then I close my laptop. I don't touch anything for a day. I just let, I just let the, the brain do its thing. Yeah. Let you it know? percolate. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I started on it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of insane a little bit in the sense of, you know, I've come up with ideas while sleeping <laughs> and I, I say that not to brag by any stretch, but because I'm like, Oh, I have a big briefing tomorrow or a big brainstorm sesh tomorrow. I would read my notes and briefs literally from my phone, right. As I was going to sleep, I'd read it. And then I'm just like, yeah. it's doing, it's doing something. And I get an idea and write it down. Um, and you know, sometimes it was good stuff, but you know, but yeah, that, I mean, that's my process. That's cool. Well, dude, I want to value the time that you've given me. I'm glad you were able to share and come on and tell me about it. But but tell the audience, dude, what's the best way to reach you? You know, one of the best ways to reach me, actually, I would say is on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm on, you know, it's uh, Edward. Dog, I apologize. Uh, E-D-W-A-R-D. Last name is Babayan. So B-A-B-A-I-A-N. Um, you can also find me on Instagram um, at Edward, E-D-W-O-R-D underscore copy. Um, we give a name's Edward and the writer's Edward, Edward. That's that's where the whole, that's where the whole uh, <laughs> company name came from. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, dude. Um, I'm working on, you know, I, I just launched um, my coaching business a few months ago. So I'm working on the website and that, that's coming, uh, coming soon to a theater near you. But um, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Hit me up on, on IG or LinkedIn and, you know, I'd love to have a conversation. And, you know, what I'm doing is I'm offering free 15 minute uh, clarity calls, you know, discovery calls as, as some call them, right. Just to see if it's, if my program is right for them. And, you know, I've, I've blatantly told some people it's not, you know, based on, you know, based on what you're looking for, you know, is that what you, oh, so you want to become a copywriter, but you really have aspirations of, you know, winning trophies and doing all the cool stuff in big agencies, ad agencies. That's fantastic. Go to the portfolio school that I teach at as well. You know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. like people are like, I have no desire in that. I want to go this route. I'm like, cool. Well, you know what? Based on what you're telling me and where you're at in your career and your life, let's have a deeper conversation. Conversation. Let's go. So awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, uh, that was Eddie, Eddie Babian, and uh, I am thrilled that you were able to meet him. Look him up on LinkedIn, connect with him. Uh, if we, if you're not connected to me, Kurt Von Onen, connect to me. Uh, and uh, folks, uh, it's been wonderful. Eddie, wave goodbye to the folks. Hey, everybody, thank you so much. And uh, I really want to appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. And, you know, can I say one last thing really quickly? 
You're, yeah. is, is the name of your podcast, Money No Must, I'm assuming that means what? There's no more tomorrow? No more tomorrow. It's uh, no more. It, There's a long story to it, but basically it's you can't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. 100%. And I was just going to say, that's exactly where, you know, that was the genesis of, of, of my business. And that's what I tell everyone too. You know, there's so many people in the industry who are working in agencies or in marketing firms or in-house who hate their lives. I, mean, I hate to say it. I, you know, I, I've been there before. I know what it's like. And I, I can un say unequivocally for the first time in my life, I'm no longer the, is it Friday yet? And now I'm yep. actually, is it Monday yet? And it's like, I can't tell you how big of a difference that is when you can kind of take control of that. So um, yeah, no one's guaranteed tomorrow. So do it today. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they say if you're working for the weekends, you ain't living. Right. hundred percent. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff, Bye, man. Folks. I appreciate you, buddy. And that's a wrap. Uh,